Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Morning to everyone. David McLean here, published or not, and we've got a full house. A, a special guest, Jan Goldsmith. Yes, I'm back, I'm back, I'm keen, I'm back, and, well, I hope everybody's listening. And, of course, Ewan, who's been here with us over the last five weeks, uh, interviewing as well. Welcome Hi, David. Hi, Jan. And we've got a very special guest, Izzy Roberts. Oh, welcome, Izzy. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. But it's not about writing a book today. It's about Radiothon. So I better put a plug in, especially for those listening on the podcast, if you're thinking of or enjoy listening to Published or Not, why not ring up 3CR 9419 and make a donation? We don't get uh, government funding. We have to rely on our listeners. But we've got a, a special neat little trick we have. We give books away to those that uh, can donate. But some just donate for the hell of it, Jan, don't they? Well, I'm really touched here. I've got um, a subscriber who's given us $30, Kate, Kate Nash. Now, she's actually a writer. Oh, <laughs> so, but here's the go. She's come into 3CR, been interviewed and also given us some money. Which <laughs> it's, the, it's what we do with writers it, in terms of giving them a forum and they obviously appreciate that opportunity. But here's talking about, this is a nice little segue, opportunities for writers. This brings me to the Emerging Writers Festival. And Izzy Roberts, or what's your role when it comes to the Emerging Writers Festival? I'm the artistic director at the Emerging Writers Festival and co-CEO. So, so um, what does that involve? So that means that I do all of the programming along with our program coordinator, Lynn Nguyen. Uh, and then I work very closely as well with our general manager, Will Dawson, uh, managing a team of volunteers and staff that make the festival happen. So again, people volunteering to make a cultural arts event, people donating money, people volunteering time to make these events, to make radio, community radio happen, which is uh, what it's all about. It, it raises that whole notion of funding, uh, Jan. Yes. Now, um, I just sort of think about the people you've got ambassadors for the Emerging Writings Festival this year. Tell us some about, something about them. So we run the National Writers Conference every year as part of the festival, uh, and that's kind of the keystone. It's actually what the festival grew out of. So this is our 15th year now, the Emerging Writers Festival, uh, and we started as a zine fair run by Express Media, who we're still neighbours with in the Wheeler Centre, but we've kind of grown into our own entity, if you will. Uh, so the National Writers Conference is still running and that's that's sort of the cornerstone of the festival and it's where we have about 90% of the people that come along to the National Writers Conference are practising storytellers themselves and the other 10% are industry. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty great mix of people. Everyone's kind of there to learn uh, and think about their craft, and the ambassadors then come in as uh, masters of their craft, masters mm. in the field to uh, impart some of their knowledge. And a really great session we have that kicks off the whole conference is five by five rules of writing, where we get their five top tips for. Um, writing a really common one that comes up is read. Read, that's, that's always there, pretty much every year. Um, but so this year we have uh, Melissa Lukashenko um, coming down from Queensland. We have Ellen Van Nieven. We have Stuart Grant. We have Michael Muhammad Ahmed as well, and we have Isabel Carmody. Well, that's at least three. I've um, yes, Ahmed Isabel Carmody has been on. Isabel Carmody has been on. 
And who was Alan the poet? Van, Alan Van Nieuwen. Alan Van Nieuwen, yeah. I've interviewed those three. Well, that's not bad, is it? No, so we've had a lot of those people in a 3CR. But what we've also had in a 3CR is Dr. Joe Havlusian, who rang in. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for your donation of $30 towards Radiothon. Now, I'd better thank the publishers that have offered uh, books that we can give away. I mean... There are, I mean, I've got on my list one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven publishers whose books we've talked about. Text, Transit Lounge, Penguin, Pan Macmillan, Hash, well, it's got to be Hashette. I, I, I prefer Hashe. Um, <laughs> Black Ink and Alan and Unwin. They've donated books that we can give away uh, so that people can donate money. Um, some of your contacts, Ewan, were there any, were those publishers, or did you that, go beyond? There were. Uh, Wild Dingo Press is one of ah. them. But, uh, we had a author, Vicky Petratus, on recently. But I, I just wanted to pick up on something that Izzy mentioned before. The Emerging Writers Festival has been going now in Melbourne for 15 years, and it's been a great success. Why has Melbourne been able to make it so successful, but other states haven't? Uh-huh. Oh. Um, well, we haven't, I, I can't speak to this specific festival being in anywhere else because we've always been in Melbourne. Um, but I, I suppose there's something unique about this particular city when it comes to be, uh, to literature. We are a UNESCO city of literature. Uh, and, you know, David Riding, actually, who, who runs the City of Literature Office, were, formerly did my role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think about 10 years ago. So um, the festival was quite different then. I really love talking to David about what it was like then and how it's changed and grown. It's really wonderful to be able to... Um, have that resource like even there's an example for you the folks who've done my role in the past or you mentioned Lisa Dempster before who ran Melbourne Writers Festival Mm -hmm. for five years Um, you know she did this role previously as well so there are folks there that I can go and speak to and ask what things were like then and see that all of my fantastic new ideas are not so new and we've done a lot of those things before and kind of learn from that past as well. And it's great keeping that connection. And 3CR, Publish or Not, has that connection with uh, the emerging writers, with the Melbourne writers. I've got a, a question in a minute. Yeah, but before I... You, You've you, got a donation. Got, no, uh, yes, and <laughs> sort of this says, love the show for many years now. Ah, and I've got a donation from Melissa Rost. Thank you very much, Melissa, for that. And if you want to make a donation, now's the time to ring up. We've got people on the phones waiting, begging, wanting, desiring your call. The number 94198377. And you can make a donation, $10 if you like, just to keep us on air. But here we go. Emerging Writers Festival. Melbourne Writers Festival. What's the difference? A big difference for us is that we are a festival for writers. So the Emerging Writers Festival has a really solid focus on craft. Uh, A lot of the folks who we program, it will be their first panel. It will be their first performance. They may not have written a book yet. Of course, we do have published authors as well, but a lot of the storytellers we work with Firstly, might not work in that form. They may be playwrights or podcast producers. Uh, But secondly, you know, they might not be at that stage of their career yet where they've actually completed the manuscript and had it go through the the Rochelle Prize with Hachette and, you know, go through that process and be published. Um, so that's that's a really key difference. Is it's it's quite a community driven festival. It's storytellers who are on the stage and in the audience. It's people who want to learn how to make their craft better. So it's more than print. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Yeah. So um, I mean, I, I'm very passionate about community radio. It's fantastic to be here during Radiothon. I have to say, and it's fantastic to see people <laughs> donating to keep the show going because. Um, community radio is such a beating heart of um, so many of the creative communities that we have in Melbourne. 
Um, and it's really fantastic seeing folks, you know, support that and, and put their money where their mouth is or their ears are, so to speak. Well, if, if we can blow our own horn, Jan and <laughs> Ewan, we, we the thing is we... <laughs> like reading books yes. and, and we actually read the books uh, and the authors are in some cases overwhelmed or surprised that's the publish or not policy cover to cover cover to cover not just a sample which the commercial radios can't do yeah uh, so it gives us an opportunity to delve more deeply into the books now uh 94198377 but i can see jan waiting to read something out no Look, yes, yes absolutely absolutely um, i would like got, to yes i've got uh Bruce Francis from Brunswick, who's also donated some money to uh, Published or Not. Thank you very much, Bruce, and we'll be in contact and, and find out what genre of books you like. Because this is something I noticed with the Emerging Writers Festival. You are breaking it up into different genres too with writing. There's the speculative fiction and um, crime yeah, absolutely. And I think that's uh, obviously there's different skill sets that you need in order to approach a speculative fiction work than there are for literary crime. Um, and uh, following on from what we were talking about before in terms of form as well, we've got uh, more of a focus on playwrights, for example, this year than we have had uh, a little bit in the past. There's a, uh, an event on at Brunswick Mechanics Institute Writing Live, which is a full day of looking at writing for performance. So, you know, there's there's certainly things, and I would say the National Writers Conference is a really good one. If you've got a manuscript that you're working on and you are really wanting to be published, that's certainly a space for it. There's an opportunity to pitch to publishers. Mm. Uh, but then across the program, there are all of these other forms there's an intensive on criticism there's a podcasting intensive um so there's you know recognition of the fact that stories are told in many different ways and it's not always going to be your beautiful published paperback there well it's the digital age in which we live you and you produced a book on uh Digital oh, more publishing? than more than one, but actually, this is a, a returning to the theme of how successful the Emerging Writers Festival has been in Melbourne over the last fifteen years. It was a few years back, probably about five years or so, that it spawned the Digital Writers Festival in February. Is that right? About five years? Yes, and it's now in October. Oh, okay, it's in October. Right, I didn't want it to get was, it. It was pulse. in February in the past, though, yes. It was in the past. Okay, but that, that's a measure of how successful it's been. And I believe, I mean, ask uh, some of your colleagues, but I believe this model uh, has been taken interstate, but it just hasn't quite taken in the way that Melbourne people seem to be very collaborative. And the Wheeler Centre seems to be the hub of that. Is that yeah. a fair comment? Yeah, I'd say so. And I think it comes down to the fact that it's the people. It's always the people. It's the community of folks that work on this. It's the, you know, 360 artist applications we get through the open call out of folks who have something to say and really want to contribute to the festival. It's the industry bodies. It's the publishers we work with. It's the community groups. And, you know, everyone brings something different. Some folks can bring resources and some can't. And we still want to work with everyone who's got something to say. So Something to say very something to donate, like... Like uh, being part of the community simply by making a small donation. Nine four one nine eight three seven seven. I'm going to be a, a, a sort of broken record uh, giving out that number. Nine four one nine eight three seven. That number again. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Izzy. The particular events you think would be of interest to three CR published or not listeners. It's quite difficult always. There are so many. Uh, there's about 70 events in right. the festival. Right, here we go. The whole Rat- over 11 days. 70. Your <laughs> but, highlights then? 
I think opening night is a really great one to come along to. That's next Tuesday at Deacon Edge in Fed Square. And we've got some incredible um, First Nations storytellers who are speaking there. So Tony Birch, Timber Ball and Neil Morris will be speaking. And that's a really great event to go to if you're not sure what to go to um, because it gives you a bit of an overview of what sorts of things will be happening over the next 11 days uh, and a good shot to meet some other folks in the audience who might have some tips for you. Uh, I think Further From the Sun is going to be a really fantastic one. We're celebrating the winter solstice out at Footscray Community Arts mm-hmm. Centre. Um, there's a, there's quite a number of events as well. One thing we do within the festival, if you're not specifically interested in going to a masterclass or, or kind of learning those skill sets of writing, but you want to go on, along and support some emerging storytellers and find out who the voices of tomorrow are, who, whose books you're going to be reading in a handful of years, um, then these sorts of performance events are a really great one to go to. That's a performance event at the yeah. Footscray Community Arts Centre on the winter solstice. Are we talking a dip in the freezing waters of the Maribyrnong? <laughs> oh, God, no. I hope not. Um, it will be chilly on that the one event as in well, Tassie. though. Yeah, yeah. So that, um, that one's great. We've got another one that's um, on a boat departing oh. from Footscray Community Arts Centre called Stillwater. The first session is already sold out and there's only about 10 tickets left to the the second one but that's really that's going to be really what does still water involve as an event so they're still water is um really these really incredible young women they're all um first nations young women who are talking about sustainable water futures um oh. in creative ways in in some instances in more non-fiction ways in other instances but yeah, thinking about our ecological future yeah. um, while you're on the Maribyrnong. Right. And they'll be pointing out, I'd imagine, local landscapes and how they've changed and how perhaps they could be. Not or, necessarily no? because it's not all of their country. Oh, so okay. um, right. it's, not, it's not necessarily going to be. And there's knowledge there that, you know, we can't, that's not for us. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's more about looking at that kind of future yeah. from, a, from a creative perspective, yeah. yeah. And perhaps mm. sense of place as being part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, God, there's so there's so much good stuff. <sighs> Amazing Babes is a really great mm. one. It's our fifth year of doing Amazing Babes. Mm. It's at Northcote Town Hall this year mm. uh, on the Monday night. So that's incredible women performing odes to the women that have inspired them. Uh, and it's just it's the most incredible night every year, which is why we've been doing it for five years over, sitting in that room and kind of feeling that sense of, um, you know, kinship i suppose with the people around you and hearing those those stories is really wonderful i'm going to jump jump in there one of the books that if we had we if we can inspire somebody to give away is a biography of a woman and this woman was elizabeth MacArthur. and i knew about john but i didn't know about his wife elizabeth so fascinating read a um, bit of a history about uh, early colonies and about an incredible woman. So if, you're, if I can entice you and you're interested in biography, Elizabeth MacArthur, ring up and I'll, you can have the book. Speaking of ringing up, <laughs> here oh, I go with my broken yes. record, 94198377. But Jan is delighted. Here we uh, go. Yeah, another remarkable woman, Leslie Gorham. Leslie, thank you very much for donating to 3CR. Wonderful. Now, we do have a target that we've got to try and reach. I won't declare what that actual target is for our particular show, but every show... Uh, on 3CR, has to find its own funding to survive. We don't get any uh, formal uh, funding from government and, and the like. So your donations are particularly important. So if you like listening uh, and you like hearing about the books and authors, some are international 
some are Australian, some are self-published. But you can make a, a donation, however small, on 94198377. And speaking of funding, therefore, how does the Emerging Writers Festival get its funding? What sort of process do you have to go through? Uh, we get our funding from quite a, a number of major partners. You can see them on the on the back of our um, program here as well. So um, we're very lucky that um, we get funding from Creative Victoria, from the City of Melbourne. We've got some major education partners. Monash runs the Monash Undergraduate Prize for Creative Writing, which will be announced at opening night, the, the winner of that, um, next Tuesday. Um, yeah, so we're – and obviously we're a resident at the Wheeler Centre. Um, so there's there's – different kinds of support that we get from different people um but yeah as we've been going for that that 15 year period and um my colleague the general manager will dawson does a very good job of putting in our our regular funding applications and and acquitting all of that but yeah we we work with quite a wide range of um stakeholders and and funding sources in order to be able to do what we do is it getting harder or easier to get funding these days what do you think that's a very big and broad question (laughs) i think in, in the arts generally um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I absolutely think that there's there's a sense of kind of like shrinking. But one thing that I would, one thing that I worry about with that is that people start to feel like there's a, there's scarcity and and really feel like um, being competitive is going to be the the way through that. And I don't think that that is the best way to approach this. Um, I mean, here we are at a community radio station that the community is just as important in that as the radio is, mm. and I think it's much the same within the arts. So. What I'm actually seeing in a lot of spaces is people learning to work together better. So, you know, if you've got an idea for a project and you can't quite fund it, maybe it's about going to find another arts org that might be interested in doing the same thing. And then if you team up, perhaps you can do something that's really exciting and dynamic rather than trying to compete with each other, you know, in terms of obviously there's audiences, but there's also funding. So, that, that would be my response to that. Obviously, it is more difficult, but I don't think that a spirit of competition is going to be the way to fix it. Well, it's the spirit in the community more than anything else. And I've got more community spirit And these all in, in, in pledges right now. And these people actually rang up on that number I gave before, 94198377. And I'd like to thank Jan Hipgrave very, very much for her donation of $50. And Maria and Martin uh, Ryan, thank you very much for 100 Oh, mm. wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. We are lucky indeed. They're a dynamic duo. One of the other aspects of support, I wanted to ask you about volunteers for the Emerging Writers Festival. How many volunteers would put in their hours for um, the duration of the festival? So we actually run a... um a creative producer program, which is um, we have a, a collective of interns that come in uh, every week and they get uh, a lot of mentorship and support from um, our core staff to, and they get obviously budget and, and um, a slot in the program to work on. And so that's our way of trying to train up some future arts managers and provide opportunities for people to learn in a hands-on way that then hopefully means they, I mean, I did that internship before. Um, doing this job and I found it really, really useful. So those guys are absolutely our, our top-notch volleys. So and you're living proof. It's a stepping stone into further yeah, things Yeah, I mean, in the I industry. think that there's yeah. some... And, and there's definitely... Um, there's, you know, issues to talk about in terms of labour in, in the arts more broadly. But... Um, you know, I hope that it's absolutely the best kind of internship that we can run for sure. them. 
And then on top of that, we have um, about 40 volunteers that, that help out throughout the festival and, and will be there scanning your tickets and mm. saying hi to you as you come into events. We actually had to close the volunteer um, call out well, like after a day because we got so many we got so many applications. Are many of them writing students or aspiring? Yeah, writers? a lot yeah. of them are. A lot of them are, and I mean, it's a great way because it's it's like fairly chill. It's like come along, scan a few tickets, and then you get to see the whole masterclass. Yep. Um, so it's a really good way to get in to see stuff if you don't have much money. Sure. <laughs> but the labour equation is different. We often equate things with money these days, but in some ways, what price culture? What price participation? and enjoyment uh, and involvement. Uh, you, you just can't value that. Speaking of value. <laughs> value, value, value. And we're talking about volunteers, and I've got a nice note here. Well done, done, Jan, on 19 years of sharing a love of reading. That was very nice, wasn't it? That was from Gabriel England. And sister-in-law, you know, you, you can't do without your family, <laughs> can you? Thank you very much, Jenny. <laughs> Lovely. And they rang up on 94198377. The door is opening again. We've got another donation. We have. And uh, we've, this time it's power, more power to you from Carolyn Clues. Lovely. Oh, That's lovely, great. Carolyn. Thank you very much for your donation. Well, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. But you know what? We're talking about money and I know writing programs can cost a lot. And you've got this masterclass and we're talking about the boring bits, navigating the freelance jungle, income and money, don't quit your day job, agents, contracts and rights and baby burn, baby burn, what to do with burnout. I couldn't believe the quality of people you're having at these panels and how little it cost. We really do try and keep all of our ticketing overall. We run a lot of free events. About half the program is free. Um, so there's a lot that you can go along to if you don't have um, anything. Um, but equally, equally, like the masterclasses, are, you know, it's $90 for a full price ticket and 75 for a concession ticket, um, which is it's not so much for an entire day of incredible people, <laughs> yeah. you know, sharing their skills oh, with you. Absolutely. But it's because we know that writers don't have money. Yes. So, you know, we, we have to keep the ticket prices low. And, and again, it's, it's community. So, you know, we don't want people to have to pay you know, thirty, forty dollars to to go along and see that performance and support sure. the folks that they're excited about. So, it's really important to us that we keep things at a cost where people can actually come along and enjoy it. Well, it's all about participation. Yeah, uh, I think else. it's all about a big thank you too. I've just come back from a lot of travel, and everybody seems to have a lonely planet. And when I think about the Wheelers, what Maureen and Tony Wheeler have done with their, you know, sort of their profit and sale from the Lonely Planet. Bookshops and so oh. how how integral then oh. is the centre for establishing the global relevance of Melbourne as a city of literature? Oh, sure. I mean, Tony and Maureen Wheelett started with a self-published travel guide stapled together on a Melbourne kitchen table, and look yeah. where they've taken it. And you know, and quite rightly, they understand about putting back into the industry. I wanted to ask you also, uh, just before we run out of time, one of the perennial things in the festival that I've always enjoyed uh, that I hope you might uh, tell us a little bit about is speed pitching where aspiring authors pitch their masterpiece to publishers live kicking breathing publishers and get their feedback now you can actually observe that as well as participate is that happening this year and who have you got lined up 
We haven't got people observing this year because um, that would be really scary. Um, So what we do have is at the National Writers Conference, if you've got to show up early on the Saturday and make sure that you get in to get your name down because it's going to be first in, first served. uh, And there is... There's as many slots as we could possibly fit in the room in the time that we have, uh, and we've got uh, about eight publishers from a range of the, the houses that you just mentioned who are all well, fabulous folks. Fantastic. Those are the ones that have contributed books, but how many publishers would you have represented there? Eight. As uh, well, a, yeah. Eight at those pitches, yes. but overall the festival Oh, gosh, music? I don't even know. I'll have to do a count. <laughs> a count, because without the publishers, you know, things like this can't go ahead. Would you have any indication of the number of people passing through the turnstile at all? Oh, absolutely. Over the course of the festival, it's about fourteen thousand folks that come along. So it might be that might be, and that might be, you know, someone who's come along a couple of times. But it's a, it's pretty amazing how many folks there are in our town that are interested in both learning about storytelling and supporting emerging storytelling. It's an extraordinary sort of contribution to the community. And speaking of contributions, nine four one nine eight three seven. You're I had to segue it. into that somehow. You're good with those segues, David. Nine four one nine eight three seven seven. Oh, but it keeps keeps the people on the phones happy as well. But yet, those numbers, that contribution to the community, it can't be calculated in terms of what it is bringing into Melbourne financially, culturally, all those sorts of things. It's just extraordinary. It's very exciting. And I feel while we're on the topic of publishers, I should also mention that the Hachette uh, Rochelle Prize for Writing is currently open. So if you do have a manuscript that you've been working on, you only have to submit the first three chapters uh, and that is still open. Um, so that's a worthwhile thing to put your hat in the ring for. How much longer is that open for? Uh, it's open you... until uh, I think it's the 1st of July is when it closes. Okay, right. um, so near the end of the first Yeah, yeah. so uh, there's a couple of weeks left to polish up those first couple of chapters. <laughs> so have you got and, something and in the bottom in. drawer? Yeah. yeah, I do think about putting it in because even the folks who got, have been shortlisted have still managed to go on to do some really great things and uh, often – so we had – Two of the shortlisted writers last year who weren't the winners um, and have ended up with mentorship and, and, and publishing deals with Hachette. So it's it's a pretty good in and they're very good at mentoring folks um, along the way. So that, you know, which is not something you often get in the in the publishing industry. It's quite, you know, you've well, got to be done and dusted. that first step, that emerging step, should yes. I say. For people to go on, but it's all about being part of the community anyway. That's involvement in itself, uh, to whatever degree you're writing. You got some more contributions there, have you, Jane? No, I thought you, I saw that I look of right. expectation I was, I was in hoping, your eye. Hoping, hoping, but you know what I do like what the Emergency Writers Festival is doing. It's not just for writers; it's for storytellers as well. And you've got a Watch Your Story Melbourne event going. Yeah, so What's Your Story Melbourne um, is uh, an initiative that a a bunch of artists kind of have set up to uh, run from Fed Square in the Nook, which is this kind of really odd little mm. space that they have there. That's Just like near a, the, the edge. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a room, family <laughs> like living room um, in the oh. middle of Fed Square. Um, but yeah, they'll be um, they'll be there over a, a number of days throughout the festival, which you'll be able to you can look up in the program exactly the the dates there, uh, and kind of taking stories from from folks as they move through the square and, and making it into audio pieces. Um, yeah. That sounds yeah, interesting. We're going to have to start winding up oh, well, a little, before, but not before. Not you've before. Got... I I know this woman is very good at creating nooks. She's very very good. Julie McNamara from Torquay. Thank you very much 
Wonderful. For donating to 3CR. So the publishers we've had represented, Text, Transit Lounge, Penguin Random House, Pan Macmillan, Hachette, Black Ink, Alan and Unwin. We've interviewed authors uh, from beyond those that have contribute, contributed books. Uh, Wild Dingo Press, they're self-published authors. Affirm Press as well. Affirm, that's correct. Great go-ahead, local publisher. I was doing my numbers and um, I I think over this last 12 months since last Radiothon, we've had just on 100 authors in in coming, visiting here. And of those, I'd say over... Just under ten percent were self-published. Yeah, that's mm. good. That's so good it's mix. it's what we're about. We're yeah. giving all writers the same seat area. Well, whoever's <laughs> in space. here, it's a book a week for each of us, yeah. so to speak. So that's that's quite an extraordinary number. Just a reminder before we go off air and close: if you still want to make contributions after we go off air, by all means do so. Ring up the station. Say you want to contribute something towards Published or Not to keep us on air. The number is 94198377. But that keeps us going for another year. That keeps all those authors coming in. Izzy, thank you for coming in today. It's been a revelation, actually, about how these uh, shows work. And... We've got ruminations waiting at the door, so we are actually going to have to get out of here. Ewan, you had something to say? Yes, I just want to uh, remind people it's the 19th to the 29th of June, the Emerging Writers Ah. Festival. So the 19th to the 29th of June. The full program is online. Just Google EWF and you'll get there pretty quickly, the Emerging Writers Festival. And that takes us out for another week. More books next week. Just thanking the contributors. And, and the listeners. And, and the donors and all of those sorts of and things. And Izzy for coming along. Yes. And here <laughs> we go until next week. <laughs>